Hello, 90s footy fans. Welcome to another week of the 90s Club Footy Podcast. This week, we talk with former Fitzroy, Port Adelaide and Richmond midfielder, John Rombottis. John, who was first drafted by Fitzroy in 1994 with pick 23, spent two seasons with the Lions playing 26 games before they amalgamated with the Brisbane Bears. John's football journey continued at Port Adelaide in their inaugural season of 1997 before he returned to Victoria and lined up with Richmond between 1998 and 2000. He played a total of 48 games. In this short chat, John talks about being drafted by Fitzroy, the 1996 season, his admiration of the Lions supporters in tough times, how he got to Port Adelaide and making his way to the Tigers and life after football. I hope you enjoy my chat with the latest member of the 90s Club Footy Podcast, John Rombottis. John Rombottis, thank you for joining me on the 90s Club Footy Podcast. Great to touch base with you, mate, and uh, hope all is well. Thanks, Trini. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah, it's good to be, good to think back in the 90s. It's amazing how time does go very quickly. But I'm 45 now, I feel like I'm, Time goes very quickly. My, the Fitzroy's last win or the win that we had back in 96 seems a long time ago now. <laughs> hey, mate, <laughs> I've got plenty of uh, football things to uh, to question you on and uh, hopefully I'm looking forward to your reflections with your time at uh, Fitzroy, Richmond and Port Adelaide. But before we sort of commence our footy chat, I always like asking my guests, what are you doing with yourself currently, I guess, work-wise, and is there any footy involvement as well? Well, that'd be my ideal job. I think I'd love to be a senior footy coach or be involved in that the confines of you know AFL footy. But through my current employment, which I obviously do real estate, which I love. I'm an auctioneer. That's that passion and the, the adrenaline when you're playing footy. So that's the that's the core for me being an auctioneer and involved heavily with McGrath Real Estate. And then on this, when you talk about in conjunction, I actually also run some big events, which I love doing and. And they're coming up pretty soon. I've got the Brownlow on Sunday. I've got the big grand final on Thursday. And then I'm auctioning with all other events. So it's a, it's a very enjoyable gig. Love it. But ideally, if I had my, if I had my time that I really wanted to do, I'd, be, I'd love to be a senior coach. Fantastic, mate. Have you done much coaching or anything post-footy or played a bit of footy once you retired or finished up at the AFL side of things? Well, when I sustained that serious injury when I was only 24, it, it was, you know, I had I wasn't going to play footy because the shoulder was that bad, but I actually, you know, through Richmond Football Club, one of the trainers said, look, you should should come and play again. So I played pretty much without that restriction in my right arm, the shoulder, but I still played at a lower level. But then I got into coaching and then I started really enjoying it. And there's a time, went down to Kangaroo Flat, I was there, and there was a chance then when Matty Knights got appointed at Essendon to start working my way through the Essendon ranks and, becoming a, a VFL coach. But when you've got a young family and you're looking at the cost aspect and what you could what you're making back then, you know, there was no way I could be at Bendigo. But back then it was Bendigo Bombers and then drive two hours back home and then facilitate and run a family. So I got into where I wanted, what I was doing prior was real estate and I focused on that and become a you know full time real estate agent. And then in that time frame also was able to start doing what I love is, is doing events as well. Let's look at your footy journey, John. Um, you were picked up by Fitzroy with pick 23 in the 1994 National Draft. 
What was your reaction when you were picked up by the Lions? Sort of, and I guess you know, going into it, you sort of would have known that they were struggling on and off the field. What was your initial reaction when you were picked up by the Fitzroy boys? Well, the, the key for me was I was only I played. I went went to school called for grammar in year twelve. I was pretty much an unknown. I come from nowhere, so I wasn't really going to be drafted anyway. Uh, I had a, a play under 18s at Central Dragons, and then was fortunate enough to play about five or six good games in a row, and then. Started kicking quite a lot of goals, and then all of a sudden there was some attention. So I was just very fortunate to get drafted. But I, I did know that back then, when we went through that process, there was surprising enough quite a few clubs. So Ron Barassi come to the house, Sydney Swans, and then there was the old days. These letters started coming through, and you get excited to get any letter, let alone <laughs> so. There was Hawthorne, there was Carlton. So there was quite a lot of interest, which was good at the end of the draft or end of that uh, the draft was about to happen. And then Fitzroy picked 23, which I was just delighted for the opportunity. I remember going out that night with some close friends at school and I just couldn't believe it. I got drafted and the dream was was there. But, you know, being at Fitzroy, I was just happy to be drafted, to be fair. And that was I was very fortunate to be in that in that group of draftees. Hawking now close to the boundary. Throws it onto his left boot. It's close. And it's a great mark to Ron Bottas in the goal square. Courage running backwards. Eyes on the ball. One purchase. Excellent effort. Now he's got a chance. The angle's going to be difficult. He's got a chance to post Fitzroy's first as they make a change. Fitzroy, and off. And coming on is Brett James. Brett coming into this side today. There he is, number eight. It's Johnny Rombottis. We can see the angle there, pretty tight. He's only about five metres out from goal. Goes the banana. That's the Roy's first. He's pretty happy. Pointing to Simon Hawking. Thanks very much for the, the kick. Sent the ball. Excellent effort. You played your first game for Fitzroy in 1995 against the Saints, mate. And I guess that year it was probably a rare feat. Um, what can you remember of that day? Well, for me, 95, I was only 18 years of age, but I actually tore my hamstring. I played a practice game against Hawthorne and kicked three, and I was, I was actually I was looking good to play round one, and then I tore, I tore the, the hamstring quite badly, and then I waited to that, that time, uh, which was round five against St Kilda, and we won the game, which was surprising. Then <laughs> Fitzroy weren't as strong as they were early on. But, yeah, it was a great – but I must say I was very nervous. I remember – I remember running running over the ball, let alone picking it up. I don't know how I did that, but, yeah, it was quite funny. how I, I looked at it and just ran over it. That's how nervous I was. But we won, and then I played the next week against North. Played on Glenn Archer, who's become a very good friend of mine now from all the events that I do, and kicked my first league goal. I remember Bernie Quinley giving me his technique at training. He's obviously super boot as a coach. Then played four games that year. Didn't have much of an impact, but it was more of a developing year. And then... As you know, played every game in 96. Mate, you had a great year in 96. You played all 22 games. Sort of reflecting back now, and I know it was a tough year because there was so much going on off-field and so forth as well. Um, now, how did, you, how did you sort of um, keep yourself in a positive mindset knowing that next year could be completely different with um, obviously merger talks and so forth? Yeah, look, I, I, I will say... I had a big pre-season. I, I did a lot of stuff off the field, a bit of strengthening work, and a guy from South Africa come down. And yeah, so I was in super. I was actually quite 
for the first time in all my life, I got really fit. But then I was playing on the ball in the centre. And, you know, I was playing against some unbelievable names and they were a lot bigger than me and a lot more, you know, season 26, 27, 28. So the body took a bit of a toll at the end of that year. But during the course of the year, you know, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Played Hawthorne the first game with five goals up, took me way through the second quarter. We lost that game just. Got knocked out in the second game from memory against Adelaide. And then I, I had, had some good games along the way. Played against Carlton, which uh, had, a, had a decent game there. So, it, look, it was an experience and a half. But when we knew that North Melbourne was going to be in calculations, I really thought, how good is this? Carey, centre-half forward. And then they had me potentially on the ball. I thought, hey, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> but as you know, time changes and the AFL didn't want that to happen and they wanted – you know, obviously, Brisbane Bears were struggling up there, and it was a, by the end of it, became a great decision with the way they Lee Matthews took on later on, and they won three premierships. But yeah, it was a challenging year. But at the end of the day, I will say one thing that was quite remarkable, and people should know this, is that the devastation of the supporter base. There were six thousand supporters that come over the end of the, that last game against Fremantle, which we beat them in round eight that year. We lost by a big margin, but the devastation of all the supporters. We're outside Subiac Oval in Perth. <laughs> got the got the knob again at Brisbane. The nearest pub in Subiac was the Brisbane Hotel in Perth. <laughs> One of the champions. You know, we were we, we, we unbelievable, wasn't it? We looked across and said to all the supporters, go and have a drink. And there it is, the Brisbane Hotel in Subiac in Perth. They couldn't get any further away from Brisbane. And the Fitzroy supporters couldn't believe it. They were right on your doorstep. That must have been pretty disappointing that um, the AFL sort of couldn't shuffle things around to ensure that, okay, you guys were finishing at the end of 96, that you couldn't have played your last game at the MCG in front of a big crowd that was, you know, Fitzroy faithful rather than having to travel over to Subiaco. Like, it's, it's a shame that they sort of didn't make that adjustment just to give you guys a good farewell um, round in that final round rather than the second last round and having to go over to Western Australia. Good point. Like, I agree with you, but when you, if you look at the like the way the, player, the players were, we were shot, we were flat. You know, we were losing by margins that, you know, it was just that, right? Like 150 points against Richmond the week before. <laughs> Richo had about 25 marks. He's on fire. And then you had Fremantle over there. I think... I actually was happy with the fact that we got out of Melbourne because we had that 55,000 a week before, got absolutely annihilated. It was embarrassing the loss and the amount we lost by. So to go back and have another year, another round, whoever we played, despite being emotion, it would have been another big result lost by our way again. So we got beat by about 90 points over there. We beat them during the year. So it just shows you how, how decimated we all were. Yeah, it would have been a tough time. Now, listen, mate, I guess with Fitzroy and probably the time that you joined, you know, there wasn't a lot of wins and probably more, and there was a lot of losses, and it'd be hard to keep yourself motivated because the results weren't going your way. But I'd love to know, what were some of the highlights that you had running around with Fitzroy? Because obviously a foundation club, a lot of history. What were some of the highlights that sort of stick with you? Well, if I can be brutally honest with you, I think the club itself had a lot of, you know, culture and foundation, but if, if you really look at it seriously and have a look at how we trained and, and the facilities, we were training at Coburg, the VFA, VFA side, 
And the, the facilities are just, I'll tell you, were true. those same pit through the, through the club. It was unbelievable. An AFL club to go through what we went through in terms of facilities, obviously had no money. The supporter base was the, the, the most amazing thing out of everything was the supporters. They were just beautiful people. You could see they were riding the waves and they were still, even when we were losing, they were there to support us. So if I was going to get anything out of the two years I was in Fitzroy, okay, the club's got culture and history, but it's the supporters who were there who stuck thick and thick. Everything else, to be fair, but that wasn't an AFL club operation. We'll, 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 we had to go to Waverley the last three weeks to train because they let us train on their main because they knew we were going. That was a beautiful opportunity to go, but we had to go all the way to Waverley train. So it, it, it was blown, blew me away. We, we were trying to get Coburg. <laughs> I remember talking to one of your ex-teammates, Simon Hawking, and he said it was just, um, yeah, it was Wally's World training at Coburg. Like it was more or less running around on a you know, country footy ground that hadn't had any work on it for about 15 years. It was, it was just a, a disgrace. Well, he just, he's, he's Hawks, right? He's spot on. It was not, as I'm saying here, so you go from one extreme to the other, but, you know, I had the pleasure of uh, going over to Perth last week and I saw the West Coast Eagles set up. Oh, well, that is, if he, have you been in there? Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen it on TV, but haven't been there in, in, in person. Oh, mate. They've got two grounds, one's the MCG size and one's Optus Stadium, which is their current home, you know, right? So they've got two grounds to train on. They've got a 60-metre indoor, a drop 10-degree temperature when they go in there, a drop 10 degrees for training because it gets to 40 degrees in Perth, as you can appreciate. So they've got ventilation. It's the highest thing you've ever seen. Oh, man, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Their gym, the gyms, the facility the gym, they've got media rooms. They've got five pools in there, hot, cold, medium, the whole lot. They've got massages, they've got accommodation. It is unbelievable. They spent $60 million on it. $60 million I spent on it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it is. We're, we're from that to that. You know, we, I've been, I do functions, you know, I've been at football grounds that have got better. Like, I imagine the Warnable setup down there is better than it is at the, what was it, AFL Covert? Yeah, I reckon so, you're right. I guess at the end of 96, there was obviously the, the Bridgman merger that come about and, well, they were only taking eight players. Were, were you considered, did you have chance with Brisbane to maybe go onto their list as one of those players that transferred onto the Brisbane um, Bears list as, as it was? Well, to be fair, after round 13, 14, I basically had a lot of discussion with Port Adelaide. So I had John Carl fly over and so I knew – that I was going to be their first pick. So, to be fair, I, I, Matty Promise was already going to be a, a Norwood pre-selection. So he was going. He's in the ruck. I was in the centre. So we really had a, we had a great connection. So I, I knew that Brisbane had have a look at their list. They had they had Voss. They had Akamanis. They had Lappin. They had a whole range in there. It was like an engine room of absolute the black. Mate, the list goes on. Boss, so they had a superstar lineup. So, on they, they didn't need anything like a midfielder in that engine. But to be fair, I think the players they picked were great players, and I was just better fitted at another club because there's, there's more opportunity. Like Portillo is a new team in the competition, so I was always going to be going there. Here's Wanganeen again, and Wanganeen's kick is good. Rombotus marks 45 metres out from goal, and the Hawthorne fans reckon. 
this would be uh, horrible if one bonus kick this. It's a beautiful kick. Give him credit for that. Goal. So Port Adelaide was your next destination, I guess a foundation play, because that was the year that they joined the comp in 1997. Um, must have been a stark contrast to what you were running around with at uh, Fitzroy, I guess, facilities-wise and so forth, or was it sort of similar because they were the new kids on the block and were trying to establish themselves? Well, Jack Carl was an absolutely wonderful motivator and, and obviously Choco Williams as assistant coach. So the, the history of Port Adelaide being such a successful club outside the AFL, but they just wanted success. They brewed a success. The culture was unbelievable. I don't know if you know, but come 97, round 18, we'll sit in third for a new team in the competition. We finished ninth that year. We had a lot of injuries at the end. It was an unbelievable achievement in its own right. I don't think any other new club in the competition, Gold Coast, GWS, you look at any other Fremantle, West Coast, even any side that come in, Port Adelaide sitting third after round 18 is an unbelievable achievement. We finished ninth and went to beat St Kilda the last round. I tore my hamstring again, something different, injury again. <laughs> and we we missed the finals by one game. We should have finished in the finals. Wanganin was an absolute superstar. I'll never forget how good he was as a player when I played that year. So we had a great connection. We went away to London for my 21st birthday. Was, I was 21 in Adelaide. I was 21 again in London. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> bit of fun. I reckon it would have been. Yeah. Hey, obviously you only spent the one season at Port Adelaide. Um, what sort of happened there? Did, uh, you know, Richmond show a bit of interest? Did um, Port Adelaide obviously got Chris Nash in your your trade? Did, were they, you know, identifying another no, sort of I, player that they wanted? Or sort of how did that transpire, mate? I had a three number one pick. I had a three-year deal. So I was very fortunate to get that three-year deal. But I, I, I must say the players were very disappointed I left, but I, 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 I wanted to leave back to Melbourne. Uh, and at the time I had... Uh, Brian Waldron is my manager, who obviously the storm situation. So he was my manager back then. He was he was, in, he was with Richmond. So he said, "Mate, come back to Melbourne. You're gone from a lot of lot of clubs wanting you to get drafted the year before, but now you're going to about four or five. You know, you dropped off the perch a bit. So I'll get you to Richmond. They want a forward. They're Carlton pretty keen at the time. Warren Rolsch was a uh, number three. Carlton, remember him? He broke his leg at the pre-season, would you believe? So it was going to be a trade. I was going to go, Ross Lyon was, was a Carl from Richmond. was going to be, I was going to go to Carl and then Ryan Walsh was going to go to Port. He breaks his leg in half. I wonder how he did that, but no one knows, from a footy trip. And then Chris Nash, being how good he was, he accepted it and I went to Richmond. So that's how the trade happened. I had a two year, years to run with after that. They took on the contract. And on hindsight, that's life. Went to Richmond. Were you happy to go to the Tigers? You know, was that was it? Yeah, I guess were you just happy to go to Melbourne, or were you happy to go to the Tigers? Because I guess at that stage too, Rombo, they they weren't sort of going all that flash, I guess, on field wise. No, they weren't. But you go again. I, I wanted to get back to Melbourne. The, the old man was living in Fitzroy, so I was obviously walking distance of Punt Road from a point of view of training. And you know, it was a it was a decision made, and it happened. But yeah, Carlton would have been ideal. But again, I can't complain. I met some great people. And, I'm very fortunate to have Richard as one of my, my closest mates now. And if I didn't go to Richmond, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the chance to meet people like him. Was it nice to sort of finally call a, a club a home? Obviously, being, you know, in three seasons, you'd been at three different clubs. Was it nice to sort of spend a bit of time at Richmond, you know, for a couple of years and sort of finally feel like it was home again? Because, 
you had your two years at Fitzroy, a year at Port Adelaide, and you're back in Melbourne, you know, to, I guess, familiar surroundings? You know, I never looked at it that way. It's funny how you said that. You know, my son's been at three schools in three years too. <laughs> it's, it's funny how you mentioned that. I just realised that. that <laughs> yeah, I didn't look at that three years, different clubs in, in three years. But, yeah, Richmond had a, a wonderful culture again, great great supporter base, you know, obviously morning success. And, again, that fact that they kept running ninth all the time. And the funny thing I mentioned too, as soon as I finished playing footy, the year I finished through that significant injury, the shoulder injury, never played in the final series at all. So you look at 2000, I finished. 2001, Brisbane wins the premiership. Richard makes the finals and Port Adelaide makes the finals. <laughs> <laughs> all three clubs I played for. I you, I wasn't any good, was I? All those three, all those three teams made it. Punched away by Lay. Almost a trip there to Josh Franco, but he recovers, bends it around. This is James, runs inside 50. Brings it in towards Ron Bonas who kicks it in midair. What a brilliant goal that was. Great stuff. That's the end of episode 43. If you've missed any previous episodes, you can catch them all on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. We're on all the social media platforms, so drop us a line on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter on any particular episode you've enjoyed or a guest you would love to hear. Next week, we catch up with two-time Adelaide Premiership defender, Peter Caven. It's tough, it's rugged, it's good, solid AFL football.